0: Hey y'all, it's Jessica DeLindy Dykeman with the Courageous and Kind Project. We're featuring stories of women who are living out their God-given purpose through big and small moments of courage and kindness. At Courageous and Kind, we want to create a community of women who are courageous to overcome their fears and who are kind to one another and to themselves. We want to hear and share your story. Help us share God's love by sharing your Courageous and Kind story. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2020. Hey, we are so excited to be back on the Courageous and Kind podcast. It is with a ton of excitement that I introduce you our first interviewee of 2020, Paula Webb. She is an incredible and wildly gifted Bible teacher, speaker, writer, Women's pastor, she is someone that makes you want to love Jesus more. And she does that by living out her life, by really pointing you back to the Bible, pointing you to Jesus to say, open your Bible, read it, and do what it says. And you will love Jesus more, and your life will show for that. And as I think about you know what I was gonna write to introduce to her, you know, there's so much. And so Without me saying any more, let's just meet her. So here we are.
1: Here's Paula Webb. Happy New Year, Jess. Happy New Year, everybody. This is exciting. Hello. So let's just kick things off. I want to know
0: um a little bit about you. And so I'd love to know just a little bit about your hometown, current city. I just mentioned you're in California, and what season of life are you in?
1: Oh, boy, I grew up in a tiny little town in Iowa, and I've been a transplant to California for 20 years, and I have been pastoring in a church for the last 10 years as a women's pastor. Season of life, I tell you what, I have married my crush, so he and I have been married over 20 years, and when I married him, he had three kids already, and we had two more boys together, so we've got everything in between, plus two grandchildren, so you name it, we've got it and i would say season of life we uh we're in a sweet season you know i was thinking about this question and when i had little ones and it was a zoo in my house i would go to target and i would look at the women that didn't have anybody in their carts and they were able to drink starbucks and push the cart and look at stuff in target I'm in that season now, so you young mamas, you'll get there one day, enjoy it now, but that's the season. Um, We're parenting uh, older kids, and so it's more of uh, an advisory role now as parents and less of an authoritative role, and it's fun. I love hanging out with our big kids.
0: Oh, that's so exciting, especially for my mama's heart when I got a three-month-old at home. Yes. Oh, that is awesome. So my next question is, in the season or um, really, what are you working on right now?
1: What am I working on? Well, um, it's funny that you are um, perpetuating a notion of courageous and kind and trying to encourage people with those two adjectives. Uh, I am doing something which I think is very courageous, and that is jumping into the culture and doing what Jesus did, immersing himself, trying to reach people online and with an online presence of ministry and going beyond the walls of perhaps pastoring in one church to try to reach and encourage and love on people in many churches with the message of Jesus' love, the gospel truth. And uh, I, I tell you, going into this this world of Instagram and LinkedIn and a website, I truly uh, attribute this to a, a messaging really that the Lord put on my heart through the gospel of Luke. When Luke penned the words in the beginning uh, of chapter one, that he had chosen to, to simply add his voice to join the many who have undertaken to drop an account of what God has done. And so I'm doing that too. Did that answer the question? Yes, sure.
0: absolutely.
1: Oh, man.
0: That's exciting. We're going to get back to a little bit more on what that looks like for you right now because I'd love for the girls, um, to everybody listening to go check it out and just see. I've seen some of your video messages. Right. And, you know, to add your voice, I just I haven't heard those words before. And I just love that, that I think sometimes we get caught up in there's already somebody else doing it. Yep. And so to be able to add to the voice and to come in that community because – The world needs the gospel and needs the good news. And the Lord gives us a word to be able to give and share with others. And I I just love that idea of just jumping in and and adding to it um, instead of that competition or that fear that may take hold. Oh, somebody's already doing that. She already has a similar platform. You know, but just to to come in and add to that voice.
1: I can tell you, Jess, I spent the summer... Uh, really looking and studying and exploring all kinds of different mediums and looking at all kinds of different Bible teachers. And I literally spent one day with my Bible open and I looked at every contributing uh, uh, person in there who had a Ph.D. and an M.Div. And and they were so educated and I disqualified myself. I thought, uh, what do I have to add? And then finally, with my hands open and really raced up to the Lord saying, what do you want me to do? He said, just testify to what I've done in your life. And you know what? I can do that. Everyone can do that. So uh, I'm going to do that. And I think it's really, really important for us to seek unity as Christ followers, because God hasn't asked us to carve out our special niche or our little platform or our agenda. You know, if the agenda is Jesus, the gospel is Jesus, we're called to build each other up in the faith and trust the promise that God's got plenty for all of us. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep it simple.
0: I love that. that. And that's so encouraging to my heart as you know, someone that's adding to the voice and the other women, you know, that are listening to this, to, that are thinking, I have a story, I have a testimony, but it, it's so hard sometimes just to start and just, uh-huh. to, just to begin and hit send or yes or, you know, whatever that is. And so I just love that for, you know, the women listening that, as you said, our testimony is Jesus. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what we testify. So, you know, getting it, getting our voices together and sharing that, what comes to your mind when you hear the words courageous and kind?
1: Ooh, uh, being courageous, I one of the questions I knew that I should prepare for is what is something courageous I've done and I've answered going online. I have been so... Um, staunchly private with my personal life in many regards, to protect my home, my family, my husband, my marriage, my children, as a women's pastor, because I think that that is a responsible thing to do. But the Lord convicted me this summer not to expose so much my personal life as it is important for me to go into the culture, as Jesus did. To meet hearts where they are, and those people, our culture is online now. But as I was praying this morning and preparing for today, I think that it's really important for us to um, to hear the warning of uh, I, I made up a term. Maybe it's already uh, maybe I stole it from somebody. I don't know. But the term is cyber theology, and I think that we need to be really careful when we're seeking a relationship with Jesus and we're looking only online for who Jesus is and messages of who Jesus is and learning about God through online sources. Not that they're bad, but they're wholly insufficient. It's not enough. What I am offering is not enough. And I want to make super clear that I don't... um, profess to have something that's enough to grow another's faith. Faith, I can add to it, but uh, only the Word of God can do that. Mm-hmm. I
0: love that. And we had talked just briefly earlier today about how easily we can get caught up in reading other people's messages oh and goodness. other people's revelations and just Everybody else's relationship with the Lord, that we're reading it and soaking it in for ourselves. But really, that true source is for us to go to the Bible and read for ourselves and build that relationship for ourselves. And that you and I can't do that for anybody else, like you said. But that the way we do that is individually going to the Lord and, and learning about Him and opening His Word and reading that. And then being able to draw that out. And so what other people are seeing from us, from you and I, and other people behind the screen is really the byproduct
1: of meeting with the Lord. Oh, amen. Well said, Jess. Well done. (laughs) You are exactly right. Can I uh, add some scripture to this? Because I think that's important as we're talking about encouraging one another in this courageous act of of going into the culture with the gospel message, but also this notion of being kind. And kindness is an a, a act of gentleness, an act of, of humility to be helpful and to consider others' needs. And as I was just penning some, some words about this, um, God's heart for unity in, in us to be courageous and kind and lead women to the heart of Christ I also want to make sure that we are bold that we know that this is a forceful advancing of the kingdom and there's going to be opposition to this but also there needs to be this sense and in, in Philippians 4:5 comes to mind that we need to let our gentleness be evident to all and the evidence of gentleness is only born out of as scripture says when the Lord is near and when we draw near to the Lord, we can be gentle and therefore we can be kind indeed. Oh, this world needs kindness and we can only be kind and courageous, I believe, when we're near to the Lord.
0: I agree. Oh, you couldn't have said that any better. I mean, Go that is so true. That is so true. And so uh, one of our next questions is, what has been one of the most, one of your most courageous moments? And I think we answered that, but then leading into that is what is one way that we can spread kindness? And might I say that when we think of the words gentle, and I know um, there is some scripture talking about women not adorning themselves with outward beauty, but with a gentle spirit and a quiet spirit. And I think sometimes when you think gentle and quiet, you almost think submissive. And that is not in that case, being able to pull forth that kindness out of that gentleness and that quiet spirit. And I think you nailed it with that scripture That the evidence of us being near to the Lord is that kindness and so with that leading into what is one way that we can spread kindness
1: I can answer that with two words slow down and then two more words see people we have to slow down and take the time to truly see people I think that if we Um, Want to spread uh, a kindness that comes from Christ and people are so hungry to be seen and noticed in this world Uh, We are the ambassadors for Christ and how is this generation? How are the people that don't know the Lord going to know that God sees them if we as Christ followers don't slow down enough to look at people to look them in the eye, to value them, to show them that they are seen and noticed and heard and understood. And uh, I I believe that that's the best way. That's what the Lord has shown me um, in kindness. And you know what? That starts in your home. You have to see your husbands, your roommates. You have to see your children. You have to put devices down. That's some of the greatest acts of kindness that I think um, we struggle with right now in in 2020.
0: I think so, too. The other thing that um, the Lord has just been circling in my heart lately are my neighbors and Mm. being kind Mm. to my neighbors and being a good neighbor to the house on the left and the right and across the street. Yeah, so often um, in this digital world, it is easier to be kind to the you know, to this audience, this digital audience. But yet we don't know our neighbors on the left and on the right. And and just really God's stirring in that, what does that kindness look like in my neighborhood? And very personally, you know, the person to the right and to the left of me.
1: You know, that addresses the cyber theology as well because uh, the Word tells us that faith without deeds is dead. So if we spend all this time listening to podcasts reading things online, studying scripture, but we don't actually put this faith into action by loving on people face-to-face, meeting the needs of others, being the hands and feet of Jesus. Uh, I don't think any of this growing intellectually is going to be bringing any honor or glory to the Lord. We need to reach people with our hands. We need to hug them. We need to love them. I'm a hugger. You know that.
0: (laughs) Well, I think you called it out perfectly when you said, we all want to be seen and we want to be known.
1: We do. And as
0: as you said, as ambassadors of Christ, we can meet that need in people. Yes. Yes, we can.
1: Yep, and there's plenty to go around. And so when I think of uh, one of my favorite scriptures is 1 Thessalonians 5.11. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. And the Church of Thessalonica was uh, standing firm in the faith. And Paul had written to them and said, uh, look, good job, just as you are doing. Not only are we to say encouraging words, slow down and, and see people and speak kindly to them, but also this this command goes further. It says build each other up. That means to humble yourself, to put someone else's needs first, and to actually be uh, confident enough in God's love for ourselves that we can offer words of praise and we can celebrate another's victory and joy and and actually get underneath people and build them up. Let them be seen and noticed by the culture. And you know what? If we do that, the Lord's going to create the platform with a message that should be heard to the world. It's not our job to create the platform. We are to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand and he'll lift us up. And I I, I wanna trust that and believe that and just love one at a time.
0: I love that. And one of the things that comes to mind that I've heard you say several times is we'll
1: leave the heavy lifting to the Lord.
0: Oh, amen. I,
1: I, my arms are tired. <laughs> I, I can't push this boulder of faith any harder or farther than I am uphill. This is it's a tough sledding in this world. Um, it it's just hard, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that kindness and that and being ambassadors of the Lord is one way that we can help alleviate a little bit of that burden. Mm-hmm. And so, thinking about courageous and kind. Um, what do you think a courageous and kind woman looks like?
1: Oh, I love this question. Um, in the book of Titus, there's a, a couple of lines of scripture that Paul writes about. And it's it's older women leading younger women. It's, it's older men leading uh, younger men. And one of the words in there and one of the commands is to be kind. Um, But a courageous and kind woman, if you uh, encapsulate all of the messaging in in Titus chapter two, I think it's verses two through five, um, there is an element of submission and it takes more strength to be submitted under God's authority and under the authority in our homes than Anybody realizes, I think that this term submission is so misunderstood, and you know what, that's a whole nother podcast, but there's a freedom and godly order, there is a, a truly a joy and understanding that I submit to my husband as a courageous woman uh, to honor God, not because my husband deserves it. It's not about my husband deserving it at all. It's about God commanding it and trusting God to move and act through my husband in a godly way. That takes courage mm-hmm. <laughs> and to be in my home, to be attentive to my family first. Ministry for me is So far secondary to making sure that I get it right at home. And that might be for a young woman. That might be changing diapers. That might be for for an unmarried woman. That might be for you to be encouraging men in your life to be an incredibly godly woman, um, leading other younger women, younger girls. It's reaching down and reaching up. And that takes courage and that takes humility, which, which with the Lord near shows itself as kindness.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's a long answer. No, that's
0: great. That's great. As I was thinking about one of the things um, that I'd love for you just to touch on briefly is you talked about there's freedom in God's order. Yes, there is and will you for anybody listening that has not really heard of that or just that new concept could you just briefly talk about that um
1: just Actually, you know, just as a new concept for some people sure absolutely, and I really want to kind of and I don't say this in a belittling way I don't want to, I, but I really want to take the Christian ease out of all of this and kind of dumb it down because I don't think that Jesus wanted to make anything that he said um Unable to be understood. Mm -hmm. He was reaching people that that didn't realize that he was God. And so when he spoke with the, the authority of heaven, but he also spoke in a way that he was reaching people's hearts. And so as I have learned to read the Bible, and I want to say and encourage anyone can do it. If I did it and I picked it up for the first time at age 31, I didn't grow up in the church. I was 31 years old before I ever opened it, and I didn't believe any of it, for starters. I had to dive in and just start reading and start asking for help. But what I learned is as I spent more time trying to figure out who Jesus was and what he said to people and the questions that he asked, Then when he began to give commands, and I I began to seek out what does that mean, there was a certain orderliness that God spoke of through Jesus, and throughout the entire Bible, it proves itself true that the order of us seeking relationship with God is number one. We are to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, body, strength, all of it, to, to seek God first, and to love everyone else secondarily, um, as we love ourselves. And those are the two great commandments in the order of that is important for starters, for anybody who perhaps doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. But the godly order, I think that you're speaking of, Jess, or perhaps want me to nail down a little bit more is that God actually asks us to seek him and in our homes Be submitted to a husband if you have a husband. And that is a very confusing um, concept in 2020, especially if perhaps you're married to a man that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. And again, time for another podcast Mm -hmm. on that entire message. But my children are secondary to my relationship with my husband. For anyone who's married and who have kids, I am to maintain that relationship with my husband above serving in the relationship with my children uh, in such a way as to bring honor and respect in our home to my husband. Again, not because my husband deserves it. He's a broken person. I'm a broken person. God calls him to love me. And in order for me to respect my husband and in order for my husband to love me, we both need Jesus because we can't do it on our own.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I mean, that just allows, um, you know, as we've talked a little bit about, like you said, like submission gets a bad rep. And, you know, with that word, and we've had many conversations around that. And as you said, another podcast for another day. Um, yes. But just knowing that we are, you know, respecting our husbands and respecting those around us out of reverence for the Lord and that we can't do any of that apart from Jesus. (laughs) And so just starting with, I love the idea that we love God first so we can love others best. Yeah,
1: it's
0: true. So, uh, you know, as we talk about this, um, what is my next question is, who is someone that you admire and why?
1: Oh, that's a fun one, because I admire my husband, (laughs) and uh, of course I admire Jesus, I admire, you know, I admire the character of God, I admire um, many people in the Bible, but right now in the flesh, I admire my husband for so many reasons, and currently one of the top reasons, I guess for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, is I've been able to spend some time reflecting on how he has truly served me as his wife and served our family and loved me and loves our children as um, as Christ commands in, in the word, as, as Christ loves the church. And he's very sacrificial in his love. He will put our needs first. He's a very generous person and he has no it's pretty amazing to me, no need or desire to be noticed. Well, if he does, it's very, very little. Mm-hmm. He's very different from me in that way. I I know that there's a craving in me that that wants to be seen kind of more than him, and so I admire his his steadfastness in serving his family, loving us well, being so kind and generous with us, and doing everything behind the scenes without That's expecting anything.
0: That's awesome.
1: And he's really helping me with this ministry, this this ministry to women online. He has been my greatest champion, and he is completely sold out, believing that this is where God wants me to go and to move forward. And with my husband's support, uh, I can flourish. I can absolutely... Um, thrive under his spiritual authority. I'm so grateful.
0: Oh, that is awesome. I mean, that is that is so exciting to hear. And, um, you know, while we're here, can you just talk about, I was going to wait till the end of the podcast, but can you just talk a little bit about what you're up to? And yeah, you had fine. mentioned, you know, getting online and um, a website and things. So will you just, just go ahead and tell us what's going on?
1: Well, I'm eager to... Um, uh, I guess, bring messaging forward as a speaker, as a Bible teacher. The Lord has impressed upon my heart that, that he's enabled me to be a, a story guide of sorts where I uh, I love to know people one-on-one and to help introduce them or help shepherd their relationship with the Lord uh, through questioning and to to literally get behind and underneath people and lift them up And to help them, to help others that I encounter, whether it's one-on-one discipleship or leading at a women's conference or a retreat or in another church or other churches, multiple churches, uh, with a messaging of encouragement, empowerment, and all founded upon truly this, this core relationship with Jesus, understanding the gospel truth. I want to empower women in how to reach others with the gospel truth. And it starts with knowing how the Lord has intersected their lives, literally, and given them Each woman, you, me, every woman I encounter, and man, a unique and specific and perfect message to share with at least one other person. And if I can encourage people to to understand that call on their lives, the call for all of us is absolutely common. It's for us to be in relationship with Jesus. We all have that same calling and I want Jesus' last commandment was to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them and teaching them to obey the Word of God. That's what's on my heart. I want people to take their stories, to embolden them, empower them, and I want to teach people to obey the Word of God. That's where there's freedom. It's not just hearing it, it's doing what it says.
0: So, as we think about what we're doing for the Lord, um, if, you know, and in the future and, and being here now, if there was one thing you could go back to your teenage or your 20 year old self and um, give her some advice, what would that be? Or tell her, what would that, what would that be?
1: Well, I think I would grab that girl's just absolutely self obsessed little heart and grab her by the hand, and say, hey, would you like to meet Jesus? Uh, because that 21-year-old, she was doing life uh, without the Lord, and um, wow, I uh, I would like her to know the Lord, and from 21, she had to wait 10 more years until that happened, so um All of that, though, all of that life has been redeemed and purified. And it's such a rich, uh, I guess, a spiritual resume, if you will, from which I can pastor and lead. I know a lot of heartbreak and a lot of pain, and I can identify with that. And so God has allowed me to use all those raw ingredients for great pastoring, uh, love and care and concern for others.
0: And isn't that special that that is the God we serve? Yes, it is. nothing is beyond reach for Him and that He uses it all for His glory, that He will redeem the heartache and the heartbreak and just do it all. And um, as we think about that, you know, when we talk about wanting to go back to that 21-year-old girl that, you know, she would come to know Jesus and get to do um, life with Jesus early what about um what do we say to that woman who knows Jesus but um it's just
1: kind of stuck Oh oh I that is a place I know all too well because I I was her for a lot of years truly a lot of years I I used the Bible as sort of a little self-help a little feel good kind of thing. I didn't understand the relationship with Jesus, the relational aspect of of following him and actually loving the Lord. I would hear people in church talk about loving Jesus, and I thought, I don't love him. I, I know about him, I know his sacrifice for me, but it wasn't until I committed my heart um, to actually following him and reading the Bible And a lot of the desperateness in my heart, I had to wake up and tell myself the truth of of some behaviors and habits and struggle in my life that wasn't changing until I grew in relationship with God. I had to, A, open my Bible. I had to, B, start reading what it said. I had to let the truth help me tell myself the truth, actually look in the mirror. And acknowledge what I was doing, what which wasn't pleasing to the Lord, and um, a lot of confessing and repenting, and through the help of an accountability girlfriend and, and friends and prayer, um, the Lord helped me walk away from a lot of that stuckness. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes a, about ten seconds worth of courage to confess sin to another out loud, but boy, is it healing. And. Just
0: love your honesty because I think, you know, some people may uh, look at you and your ministry and, uh, you know, and really where we are uh, behind the cameras and to think, oh, they're, they just woke up like that, you know, (laughs) or that is, (laughs) you know, or, or that's her and not me, you know, I can't, I can't have that. But that is so far from the truth. That we are, it goes back to what they're seeing is a byproduct of spending time with the Lord. And, and as you said, opening our Bible, reading the Bible for ourselves, and writing and learning that scripture and being able to recite it and put it on your heart. So then that's what
1: primes our heart, is scripture. As a Yes, can I bring my scripture cards out? Yes, oh, yes! Can, can I bring the... If you want to talk about freedom um, and getting unstuck, ding, 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 ding. It literally has been years and years of me reading the Word and finding scripture that jumped off the page and writing it down, whether I understood it or not, and then reciting it and saying it over and over and over out loud and asking God to help me and asking other Bible teachers to help me and seeking mentors to help me to learn what this Word says. And to preach the word to myself over and over, and I have to do it every day because I forget it. I forget it, and we all do. And so it's it's something that I tell you, I'm, I'm this close to falling into temptation and sin and brokenness uh, unless I'm guarded and protected, and the resolve of knowing the word yes. is the only thing that can keep me safe.
0: Ladies, and that's exactly, uh, that is the truth. That is the secret to all secrets. That is, I mean, and it's no secret at all, but you ask any woman who is walking with the Lord daily that that is going to ultimately be her answer. And at the Courageous and Kind Project, that is what we want to do is to encourage women to seek the Lord and to courageously live out their God-given purpose. And I'm excited to, as we just briefly talked about you know, hopefully a a future project of getting those scripture cards to women and getting them in their hands so that we can have women for themselves seek the Lord and find that freedom.
1: Yeah. Can I address one thing with the new year when you're uh-huh. talking about freedom, because I think so many people jump into the new year and I'm a recovering New Year's resolution maker. And that was probably one of the things that kept me stuck as a Christian woman, a Christian woman uh, early in my walk with the Lord is trying to be my own master. I would make rules and I would set up all sorts of uh, guidelines for myself and I um, would try to appear wise and and strong and doing things really specifically to my body and um that set me farther apart from the lord because what i was doing is actually worshiping my own effort i was worshiping my own resolve i was worshiping my own self-denial Colossians speaks to this. Colossians chapter 2 verses, I think it's 20 through 23. Go there. If you are looking at setting a resolution this year or have already done so, make sure God has ordained it first. Make sure God has asked you to either start doing something or stop doing something. Because if we don't have God's endorsement leading the way, we're gonna be at cross purposes with him and we're gonna start to worship our own selves, our own efforts, and it's gonna be really hard to fulfill a goal that you've set for yourself and actually it's gonna distance you from the Lord. And I don't want that for anyone. I suffered with that far too long. So seek God. I pray that that's everyone's New Year's resolution. Start with him. He may direct you to give up some things or to stop doing things or to start doing things. But mm-hmm. let him be your master. He's just, way better than you are.
0: I love that. I just am giggling a little bit on the inside because I remember when the God got a hold of my heart in that, that I had a New Year's resolution that I wanted to wear more lipstick. <laughs> I remember that one. I remember one. So I got through like week three and a half of wearing more lipstick, and then it just went out the window, you know, on accident. But when I had sat down with the Lord and asked him to carve out more time in my schedule for a quiet time, yeah. that that absolutely happened. That I started finding more time in my day to stop yeah. and meet with the Lord. And yeah. that is exactly what you're talking about. About yeah. one, being my own master and not even being able to pick up my lip gloss to you know, really carving out some time to meet with the Lord. And so I love that. um, Just that opportunity to give women some freedom in, yeah. in New Year's resolutions and things like that.
1: And, and let's just make sure we're following Jesus, that we're not following a diet guru or a workout video or a workout person or a. Let's not be uh, casting our hearts to be following anyone more closely than we are God in His Word, mm-hmm. and then the order will fall into place. He'll see to it.
0: I love it. Oh, I love that. That someone is going to love hearing that. Someone's going oh, to need to hear so. that. Hope
1: so. I'm so
0: excited. So if there was one thing, whether that's advice or wishes, skills or talents that you could give every woman, what would that be?
1: Oh, I would give every woman, I would just put the desire into her heart to open the Bible. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. But I think what I would want to encourage most of all is that um, I would I would. And I pray often for people in my life for consistency to just start little and to read a little bit every single day, every single day, because we want to see massive change in this instant gratification kind of world in our lives. And the Lord is transforming our hearts and our minds to be more like Jesus every single day. And um, this was kind of a newsflash, again reading Philippians 2, that that Jesus made himself nothing. And it takes more strength, ladies, I think you would agree with me, to humble ourselves and make ourselves nothing than to try and keep making ourselves something. Mm -hmm. I want women to see that their worth is found in the Word. You don't have to make yourself anything more than you are today. God's delighting in you just where you are. Receive that and keep seeing that in the word as a promise to you.:
0: That goes back to the importance of being faithful in the small things and in the yes. little things, and how important yes. that is, but yet sometimes we forget, because we want the big stuff. And so Oh
1: yeah, we, we want it now. but trust me, I don't like waiting any more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. No way.
0: Oh, I just, I love that. Our final question is, what is your favorite Bible verse? Oh, easy, easy
1: answer for that. And it is Psalm 23.1. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And, um, oh my gosh, it's going to make me cry. <laughs> he, he truly is my shepherd. He's my savior. He's, he's my best friend. And... Because I'm in relationship with him. I know every single day when I preach that word to my own heart, I do. I like nothing. I have everything that he wants me to have that's best. So that's my faith.
0: Oh, I love it. I love that. Well, we end our interviews by... um just praying for interviewee and so i would love to take just a a minute or two and um and just pray and thank god for our time together
1: i will receive all of it Yes, yes please yes please hands wide open oh
0: lord we thank you so much for this time i am overwhelmed at your goodness and i thank you so much for what you're doing in paula's life and in her heart and in her home and her family, Lord, and her sphere of influence. Lord, I thank you so much for what I have received from you in this conversation. And just the encouragement to my heart, Lord, I pray that you would um, bless her family. Lord, I pray that you would guide her husband, um, protect her kids. Lord, that you would protect her heart as she is um, walking in obedience to you. I thank you so much that you had this orchestrated on the kingdom calendar. Lord, and I cannot wait um, to see what you're going to do. We give it all back to you. We say thank you for everything we have and we do. And, Lord, we thank you for being our shepherd and that truly with you we lack nothing. Continue to fill our hearts. Bless Paula and her ministry and the people that she is going to reach, Lord, with your testimony. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast just as much as I did. I feel like many of the things Paula and I talked about were spot on and really I needed to hear. And so I hope that you've been blessed by her words, by um, this encouragement, everything we've talked about and that we have been able to encourage you in the Lord. If you haven't already, you can find uh Paula Webb at Paula life, or you can follow her on Instagram at Paula Webb life. Um, please take a look, find out what she's doing um, check out her devotionals, her video devotionals online Um, Let's get plugged into a scripture ring. Let's do what we can to encourage you in the Lord. So thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to see you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Courageous and Kind podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share or know someone who does, please visit CourageousAndKind.org. Be sure to check out the Courageous and Kind stories tab. Take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and like us on Instagram and Facebook at The Courageous and Kind Project.